So, I hate batteries. <laughs> I like to say that. Uh, batteries are lousy, and this week's discussion will be about battery eliminators, or battery replacers. You'll be able to find them through either term. I, uh, I prefer the term battery replacers, as it seems is somewhat more accurate. You don't eliminate the battery in the device with a uh, battery eliminator or a battery replacer. You just replace the battery that goes inside uh, with a fake battery. So let's talk about battery replacers. A battery replacer is an AC adapter with a dummy battery attached to a cable, meaning a uh, piece of plastic that looks like a battery and has metal terminal on top. Looks just like a battery, but it's got a cable going out of it. And you place the fake battery inside the battery chamber of a device, and you suddenly have a power cable working on your battery-dependent device. And there's millions of things that can benefit from this. There's some considerations with the device. For some reason, battery eliminators or battery replacers do not work well with Bluetooth. Uh, I think that's just because Bluetooth uh, is lousy either way. <laughs> and some audio uses may develop a hum if you have an AC type power source going through it. That hum is relatively easy to get rid of with another uh, pedal or whatever, but and I actually have never encountered any problems with hum using battery eliminators. But just something to consider if it happens. I'll talk to you how to accurately set your battery replacer for the voltage requirements of your device. And, yeah, and you'll learn how battery replacers, most of which are only available in AA and AAA size, can be used to fit inside C-cell battery compartments and D-cell battery compartments. And the answer is, uh, if you don't want to buzz around on this uh, sound file, is that you want to find a thing called parallel battery adapter holders. And I'll be saying that uh, group of four words a lot through this episode. And I'll tell you about how to go about using them. A good joke that you can do uh, with using a D-cell based uh, battery uh, eliminator is that you can finally have a flashlight uh, tethered onto a cable that you can plug into the wall. <laughs> uh, obviously with the flashlight as an example there are things that require batteries and are very useful to have batteries. Uh, but a lot of things don't need batteries. Battery replacers are even better now because the other trend, if you don't put a battery on something, is to make it charge via USB. And that is a really weak connector, another problem with equipment. And so you'll have that, that connection suddenly break and no longer be able to charge or use that device. So the battery terminal is still really the best place for a power system, but battery eliminators are battery-shaped dummy batteries that you put into those uh, battery chambers. And then you have a power cable coming out of uh, one of the batteries, and you plug that to whatever power switch you want into the wall. And it's a much sturdier switch to keep on something than, than a USB-based one. And if it breaks, you just replace it with another battery replacer. So I want to tell you about battery replacers. They're awesome. 
I also very briefly will talk about 9 volt battery plugs which are also adapters and they can replace 9 volt batteries. I have no experience with those 9 volt replacers but I'll let you know uh, about them existing. I just did. Those things exist. And finally I'll talk about my recent nano loop modification to make it a permanently powered battery replaced device so my nano loop can just be on for hours and I can like uh, enjoy it without thinking that it's on a timer where the battery is going to run out. And all of this comes from my biggest prejudice. This uh, hatred of batteries that I have is um, somewhat a lifelong one. I, I had some early toys <laughs> get destroyed by batteries. Some humans hate other humans. I hate batteries. So let me tell you a little bit about that. Batteries, I have a bag of batteries right here to prove to you that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to batteries. And batteries are bombs. Batteries are bombs you place in devices. If they're alkaline, especially, they are poisonous. I mean, all batteries contain poisons, but they leak potassium oxide, which is toxic to your skin and your lungs and a bunch of other uh, parts of humans um, and pets. Uh, and the potassium oxide that leaks out of a battery, I mean, some uh, dog toys are battery based on them, and I know people have had, uh, they haven't realized uh, that a battery is leaked and you know a dog has gotten sick they uh when a battery when alkaline battery leaks it becomes a powder almost instantly and that coats your devices with a chalky white crust and can distort or melt the plastic that is holding the battery depending on how bad the leak is the components of a device can become ruined and it can kill things even if you're able to get the powder removed, it's extremely difficult and kind of permanently scars the device. And all that is required to make a battery leak is time. Time by itself will uh, kill a battery or make it leak. Even if you leave your battery plugged devices powered off, the battery will eventually leak. A great Achievement has been the lithium battery, you know, uh, that's pretty damn good. So that kind of changes my hostility towards batteries and I've started to learn to trust batteries again in that lithium batteries don't leak. So the number one negative of an alkaline battery is prevented if you use a lithium battery. So they're great, but they can also explode. <laughs> and we had that happen to one thing. We had a thermostat that took a lithium battery in it. It started a small fire. So, I mean, lithium batteries aren't perfect. <laughs> but all the same, the number one problem with batteries is that they leak, and lithium batteries have certainly helped out with that. Not anything I cared about, but lithium have allowed me just to stick a battery in something and forget about it. So that's an appreciated component of uh, lithium over alkaline. So lithium batteries have helped me out a lot, but I still don't like having to buy a battery for something. I think just thinking of them as bombs has <laughs> always made me dislike the idea of putting them in. I have a couple things that are really helped by the fact that they are battery based. And I see the value of them certainly on laptops and everything. And, and I definitely appreciate how adding battery 
support for something makes it instantly portable and how that makes a lot of uh, like musical gear and pedals and everything running off batteries makes a lot more sense but I don't really ever go anywhere <laughs> lately <laughs> so I've just been sitting around and realizing how much gear is sitting around with a battery in it and I start to, and I'd like to think about ways to remove batteries from the room and add I guess the EMF uh, field in here of controlled or electrically plugged in equipment let it become part of the uh, the room <laughs> the hive I'm also trying to shop as little as I can lately because uh, that's an interaction and I'm just trying to be mindful of that and batteries dying out are a forced reason to have to either order more batteries from the mail or go into some public uh, place so there's that idea too if you can get off a battery on something you can just depend on your electricity to keep it going you don't have to constantly buy special electricity components <laughs> for the thing to work what one thing i mentioned is uh, if you ever visit your parents go around their house they've probably had some they probably have things with batteries in them they're like 20 or 30 years old you know it can be a nice service to them to just check the batteries and uh, replace everything with uh, lithiums, which I'll suggest. Although some people uh, might want to go the extra distance and get a rechargeable battery. Uh, rechargeable batteries aren't alkaline and they leak less, but they can leak, you can look that up. Uh, they have efficiency problems, however, so that doesn't really apply to my preference for batteries. Uh, I like to know exactly what I'm putting into something uh, regarding uh, anticipating how it's going to work. So I'll discuss re rechargeable batteries briefly, but for me the two batteries are lithiums, which are preferred, and alkaline, which are bombs and terrible. So I will talk about lithium batteries as a safer option to the leaking bombs uh, that can kill dogs. <laughs> I don't know about a dog that's actually died from a leaking battery that was in a dog toy, but just for that as an idea, let's talk about lithiums. Lithiums are not 100% safer than alkalines. They can explode and catch fire, you know, but they don't leak. Alkaline batteries leak, and alkaline batteries should not exist anymore. We've gotten rid of old uh, old light bulbs, and we should get rid of old batteries. But the crossover from going from an alkaline battery into a lithium or a battery eliminator, which I'll talk about, or rechargeables, is there's voltage considerations. And you need to think about that. You need to know about what device you are properly replacing the batteries with. But in a uh, good bit of entertainment here, I thought I would give you some horror stories. Here's a short horror talk on alkaline batteries and their cruel damage. I, uh, I can think of some funny experiences. A friend of mine, wonderful friend, kind person, she had a uh, Teddy Ruxpin doll. Teddy Ruxpin was a talking doll, and you would put a cassette in it and he would lip sync whatever you put into it. Kind of fun to put um, inappropriate material into Teddy Ruxpin, but he sang any song. and. Uh, she cherished him from her childhood, and I remember visiting her in high school, and 
She went to put in a cassette to make Teddy talk, and nothing happened. It had been a few years since she'd used the doll, and we both figured, obviously, that the batteries were dead. We were both uh, in our teens. And the Teddy Ruxman doll took uh, four four sea-sized batteries to make the bear talk. The scream of horror, the sound of sadness from her when she opened up the battery chamber to a mess of plastic that was melted and battery powder uh, of four sea-sized batteries is a bummer that I will never forget and a much louder scream than anything Teddy was capable of. And I suppose you could say that Teddy Rockspin was pronounced dead that day. So thank you, batteries, for that. Now, one thing to point out, everything you put an alkaline battery in has this eventual fate. That's why I want to put a discussion here on how much I hate batteries. A lot of devices ship with these bombs included. These bad alkaline bombs. How many TVs have you opened with, uh, that come along with a remote and inside the, um, the bag of things, maybe some free cables, maybe some stickers to put on something, there is a uh, wrapped plastic of two alkaline batteries there to put inside the remote control. I cannot believe this happens all the time. Never trust the batteries that ship with a device. If this is a new concept for you, uh, that all alkaline batteries will eventually leak, it might be useful to go around and look at everything in your home that uses a battery. <laughs> I'll, uh, you can pause this and return to it, and I won't be laughing at you, um, but I'm sure you, you will find uh, one or two things that no longer work. Just go around right now to everything, you know. Uh, chances are there is something that is covered in uh, powder that you haven't turned on or checked for a few years, and it's just dead. Remote controls are a great example of something just waiting to die. Anything portable that you have that is cherished, it, it, not to sound too uptight about this, but anything portable that you have that is cherished should be stored with no batteries inside. Uh, I've got a few pieces of media players for uh, formats that are dead, uh, like portable CD players and portable tape players, and they're still around because the batteries are not kept inside of them. And this is tough because I still like listening to CDs or something like that, and the design of a battery holder in the device is rather perfect for a battery to go in there. <laughs> it's great design to hold a battery, it's called a battery holder. But don't do it if you're not going to be around that device actively, because eventually, uh, in under a year sometimes, it'll just uh, be destroyed by the battery inside it. Case in point, my, uh, my wife had a Nintendo Wii a few years ago, the WII, uh, and nostalgia brought about an interest in playing it a while ago, and the batteries were left in those controllers, or the Wiimotes, and you know, the, the Wiimotes themselves are uh, covered in this uh, plastic ribbing and you gotta open it up and the inside of that, uh, I think actually the batteries themselves were also uh, screwdriver control uh, protected. So that's even worse, right? So you can't casually check on the battery on a Wiimote. And uh, we were able to get them back, uh, back to function um, because I am a uh, competent battery hater. Uh, I can I can restore a lot of things, but sometimes uh, you can't. But um, 
I mean, it was kind of an I told you so moment. Not that I'm up, because I try not to holler about my, uh, what I'm leaving out is that the batteries uh, were covered in crusted battery acid. Sorry about that. And I tried not to holler about my never leave a battery in anything speech at the time, because nobody likes a, uh, an asshole or a told you so. But I often talk to anybody about my disliking of batteries. And, uh, of course, it, sat, it was satisfying partly that the Wiimote was, uh, was covered in, uh, in powder, but it was not broken. But Teddy Ruxpin was dead. And most people would like to keep batteries inside of something because it's so damn convenient. But that's the problem with them. Anyway, I'm sure you have your own horror stories about batteries and battery failure. Um, and I don't mean to make the whole episode piece on that. What about other options, though? So I, uh, I swore off alkalines a few years ago when lithiums started to arrive in more formats. Um, I think lithium actually defaults to 3 volt, which makes 1.5 lithium batteries a little weird, but I've trusted it, and this was a peace of mind that I could enjoy. A lithium battery doesn't leak like a uh, alkaline and lithium batteries aren't available in every format though. Uh, you can find them in the same size from uh, large manufacturers like Duracell and Energizer in AA, AAA, and 9 volt. But sometimes you'll have some battery guzzling something that will make lithiums even seem maddening. And lithiums are far more expensive than alkalines. I think they're three to four times more expensive. So if you have something that is battery guzzling, it's just draining a bunch of lithiums that can certainly annoy you. So I became interested in battery replacers with a growing fondness for LED candles. Uh, I like uh, this profile of me being this uh, safe neck, but... Um, <laughs> Just walking around the house going like, hey, that's going to catch fire. And hey, that's going to leak, you know, I am. But, uh, but just keeping to that, real candles are a luxury, but you can't come home to a lit candle. And it isn't safe to leave them burning all the time unmonitored. Uh, the older I become, the more aware I am of uh, how easy it is for a candle to be topped over or some uh, something to sort of fly in the air onto a candle starting a fire. I like uh, not having to worry about a lit candle as a fire hazard with LED candles, and I've been and they are pretty accurate in terms of uh, uh, replicating the look of candles uh, with shadow casts and stuff. Now they're pretty nicely made. Uh, a lot of LED candles are, and I've been surprised how many LED candles though require a lot of beefy power to operate. Um, bunch of the LED candles we we have re each require two C cell batteries to operate. And the candles have timers inside them, which is great. And so they turn on and off on a schedule. And when I was still working in an office, it was a joy to have candles lit when I came home each night. So they would turn on about 20 minutes before uh, we would uh, arrive home, and then they would turn off after midnight. But that timer guzzled energy, and before I knew it, we were spending close to about $30 a month on C batteries for the six candles we had in various places around the house. So 30 bucks a month for a variety of, you know, 12 C batteries or so. That's how quick they were going through. I wasn't even paying attention. 
So not only is that $350 a year to power six devices, six dumb devices, six fake fire makers or fake candles that each cost $5 a piece to maintain for a year was 350 bucks a year. And not only that, the amount of waste that we produce is extremely terrible for the environment. So fortunately, I have a uh, predisposed hatred of batteries. And uh, that's a pun. So seeking it predisposed, you know, like before I even throw them out. So seeking out a solution for the LED candles was something I was primed to do. I, uh, yeah, so I, I hate them before I throw them away. <laughs> That's why it's a predisposed hatred of batteries. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, and I have a post-disposed hatred of batteries because throwing them away is its own toxic responsibility and its own guilt trip, too. Uh, if you're ethical, you keep all your batteries in a paper sack each of them taped off at their terminals with uh, masking tape or electrical tape. And then you drive your batteries, a bag of them, to a hazardous chemical spot in your city. I'm sure all of you do this. Uh, and no worry if you don't, because most people throw them in the garbage. Yeah, but that's really what you're supposed to do, is, is uh, drop them off with your chemicals. So the first thing I did when I was considering battery eliminators was seek a solution for the C-sized battery. I had the uh, lithium AA and AAA batteries that were doing a lot of good in the house. Particularly, the first thing I did was replace every remote control with uh, AA lithium batteries, and that was years ago. And not a single one has lost the, uh, has needed new lithium batteries. So that's a nice peace of mind you have. You know, a lot of custom remote controls for, uh, like I've got an old radio receiver. That'd be a real sad thing to lose a lot of function on that if a battery leaked on it. So that's the one thing you can do first, is just put a bunch of lithiums in there. But what about the C-sized battery things, like the LED candles? There is no market available lithium C-sized or D-sized battery, at least right now when I'm talking. I remember looking, and this is the first useful thing you'll learn in this long conversation, is there are... Uh, Let's talk about the parallel bat battery adapter holders that I previewed at the beginning of this. If you learn anything from this discussion, it will likely to be to get a few parallel battery pa <laughs> parallel battery adapter holders. And I'm determined to say that every time. Parallel battery adapter holders. I found out about parallel battery adapter holders while trying to find lithium C or, or D sized batteries. This led me to a conversation with a friend who was actually creating his own batteries for use in cars. And this was pre-Tesla, so uh, some time ago, but long story short, my friend was a literal battery expert and parallel battery adapter holders was his casually stated solution for C or D sized battery issues. He kind of said it in a funny way when I asked him about like trying to fit lithium batteries into a C based thing like everyone should know what those things are oh you've never heard about parallel battery adapter holders he says but i have yet to ever encounter anyone else other than him and now me who knows about them and i've been using them for about a decade now so i can tell you that they work really really well and i love to tell people about parallel battery adapter holders let me grab a couple of them they're in the Similar, similar bag to where I keep my batteries. 
Alright, so I'm shaking one in front of the mic here. And so they're a little flimsy. Uh, parallel battery adapter holders are often China-made and cheap. And you want to buy a bunch of them because... Let me describe exactly what they are. They are pieces of plastic that are shaped like uh, either a C or a D cell battery. And they've got tiny little... Uh, chambers in them that accept real batteries and then just a couple pieces of plastic or I'm sorry a couple pieces of metal that are clipped onto the top and bottom uh, for the battery holder and one is so in this example I'm looking at a uh, C-sized parallel battery <laughs> parallel battery adapter holder that will accept four separate uh, AAA batteries so you would want to put four lithium batteries in here with the polarity correctly correctly uh, uh, negative on bottom and plus on top and if you look at the metal that clips onto the parallel battery adapter holder the bottom is uh, four small negative uh, posts for the negative um, part of the battery and then the top is uh, uh, four small little divots to accept the uh, what what they call in electronics, and I'm sorry for saying this, the nipple of the battery. It goes and uh, it attaches itself. There's so much sex in uh, electronics terms. Um, the male, or it, it's also called the male uh, top of a battery if it were going to insert into anything. But, uh, but no, it's just a nipple when it doesn't. And uh, so it, um, the nipple of the battery goes onto the uh, top of the metal clip and then they uh, literally just meet in the middle with a their own mega nipple, which uh, is on a big dent on the top of the parallel battery adapter holder, and it turns a bunch of... It turns four AAA batteries into one C size battery. A lot less complicated in visual appearance than it is uh, described. But... They also sound really good. Here's some ASMR of... Uh, Parallel battery adapter holders. Here I'll, here, I'll do a handful of a bunch of them. I was having such a good day, and I feel so good with my... Ah, uh, my future in uh, ASMR is not... <laughs> That joke goes to my friend Dan, uh, and um, likes to make ASMR jokes about the show. So anyway, uh, there we go, some parallel battery adapter holders. So I would recommend buying uh, two bags when you uh, when you buy a couple. Although I've never had any fail, it's just sort of they're so flimsy. I can't guarantee that parallel battery adapter holders are uh, always going to be uh, a perfect run of eight when you buy a run of eight. I've never had a single one uh, fail on me though. So uh, you use them to take uh, either four AAA or three AA batteries and turn those into either a uh, D-sized or a C-sized battery, and they are beyond awesome. 
So going back in time, if I'd wanted to save my friend, uh, my friend's Teddy Ruxpin doll, I would have gone back in time with 12 lithium AAA batteries and three parallel battery adapter holders. And I would place four lithium AAAs in each parallel battery adapter holder. And that would make me have three C-sized batteries that would not have leaked. And they, uh, it was the leaking batteries that ultimately killed Teddy Ruxpin. And they would last a lot longer as the lithiums than the C's. But with the lithium batteries in his gut or wherever it goes in Teddy Ruxpin, what is the possible hazard? You know, let's say they placed Teddy Ruxpin in an attic or near a furnace or, I don't know, out in the sun for a week or placed him in a post box. Lithium batteries become unstable the hotter the environment and they can catch fire. So that's a bit more of a problem with the lithiums. And this is because batteries are bombs. <laughs> Although I don't know about the bomb history with rechargeable, I apologize that I'm not bringing a lot of rechargeable knowledge to this, but at least lithiums won't leak. And I trust most battery devices I have to store, that I have that I need to store a battery on, I trust them with lithium batteries. Uh, all my battery-powered radios and our remote controls and a few guitar pedals that require batteries, and you don't really have a lot of options, use lithiums. But a guitar pedal is something that can be used with a battery eliminator. And with the LED candles, I bought a bunch of C-sized parallel battery adapter holders. And I took to placing lithium AAA batteries in there to get them working. This was the beginning of my, uh, my journey, my story towards like battery eliminators. This uh, placing lithiums inside was far cheaper than alkaline over time. So I used uh, parallel battery adapter holders to save the LED candles. And I have a few flashlights in the house that have D-sized parallel battery adapter holders, which each take three uh, AA batteries for each D-cell. And so that's a nice way to have um, a flashlight, which really is uh, the one true battery-controlled device that you could argue needs to have batteries in it. Although I think they do make a couple of um, flashlights that you can just wind up with a gear, you know, weather-ready or whatever. Uh, I'm not certain about that, but uh, they certainly do for radios. Uh, you don't need to pack a parallel battery adapter holder full of batteries, by the way. This is a funny thing about C-size batteries and AAA-size battery and uh, AA battery or whatever. They all equal, each separate battery is 1.5 volts, and so a single uh, AAA battery has 1.5 volts, and so does a C-size battery. And so one thing, if you're uh, just wanting to test out your uh, parallel battery adapter holder, is you can put in two uh, AAA batteries instead of four, and that'll into there, and that'll work just as well as a C-size battery. It's the amount of energy that uh, in each that's the difference. So um, if you have a really hungry uh, device, you can uh, you probably want to put four AAA batteries in there to make a single C. But perhaps it just requires C-size batteries, but it doesn't use that much. Uh, power over time. Like Teddy Ruxpin, I seriously doubt Teddy Ruxpin had the, <laughs> the power consumption need to have three or four C-size batteries in there. They just wanted it to be there for a while so they could, could probably enjoy it for some time. I bet you a single lithium AAA going into uh, or two. I like to do things in pairs in something like that. 
but that would probably be fine. You wouldn't have to fill up the entire battery power adapter holder with uh, all the, um, each slot would need to be filled with the battery. It's not likely. It'll power uh, changing to so just the, you can experiment with the parallel battery adapter holder and the amount of batteries you put inside it. More uh, batteries or bombs uh, conversation though. We had a thermostat that had a lithium battery inside it. It was inside the keep the Wi-Fi settings or something stupid intact. And you could easily connect this information uh, to the same power cables that power the thermostat itself, you know but people demand batteries to never have to re-input this information if the power goes out. And one day our thermostat stopped working and it was hot to the touch and nearly smoking. It had that smell like it was about to smoke and the lithium battery inside was swelling and about to catch fire. And that's because batteries are bombs and I fucking hate batteries. And there's no reason for a thermostat that is already wall powered to need a battery in it. Other batteries or bomb stories. Are you a musician? Do you have any old rack mount audio gear? Lexicon is one of my favorite reverb manufacturers. I don't mean the reverb site, but actually they make reverb and delay units. And their rack gear from the 1990s is especially nice. The uh, MPX-1 is one of my favorite reverbs ever made, uh, particularly for the room settings and the foot switch and the MIDI. And if you ever come into one of these on eBay, pick one up, they're uh, about 100 or 200 bucks now, and they certainly weren't when they came out. But do yourself a favor, open it before you plug it in, and because most rack mount gear, or a lot of rack mount gear, has a battery inside it to retain settings when not plugged in. And in cases like uh, Lexicon, this freaking battery is soldered onto the board which is so, I mean, for something as nicely made as a uh, lexicon piece, and when you open it up, everything else is great, but why do they have the, the damn battery soldered onto the board? For about $3, you can put in a battery holder yourself, and then you can just put in a user-replaceable nickel battery every few years to replace as needed. But if you power it off after a while and then power it on, there's a great chance that that soldered battery has leaked or... Uh, will leak very soon and so soldering a non-replaceable battery onto a uh, piece of music gear is ridiculous that's literally soldering a bomb onto something and why because batteries are bombs if if you, I was so pissed off when I saw it. So now I, I, I go, anytime I get anything that's electronic, I just open it up to look for where the battery is. Where's the bomb? You know, and uh, I recommend that. If you have any gear with presets, there's a very good chance that an internal battery is glued inside or soldered inside somewhere and check the manual. And even if they don't say it in the manual, if it's older than five years, do yourself a favor and identify if it has a battery and if it doesn't and if it does make it so that the battery is removable by you uh, by placing a battery holder in there it's a little trickier with the uh, lithium packets inside but those actually might catch fire but they're not going to leak the way uh, other batteries do and with those soldered on batteries those things are such a menace because they're definitely going to mess up the the, uh, the board inside don't even get me started on laptops that won't work when you remove the battery, even when you have uh, them plugged in with a power cable. 
we had a laptop swell. You know, I don't know if that happens very often anymore, but there was this period where laptops of, uh, like Apple laptops, or just, I don't know if, I'm sure Dell's did uh, even more disastrous stuff, but Mac laptops were starting to swell from the battery. Uh, they would just sort of start to bubble up like a weird David Cronenberg prop. And uh, that happened to one of our laptops, and so we removed the battery. It was literally pushing up underneath the keyboard. We removed the battery, got to it before it exploded or leaked or anything. Uh, this is a lithium battery, or NICAD, I think. But anyway, which is rechargeable. But anyway, uh, regardless, batteries are bombs, all batteries. Uh, we removed the battery only to find it operating on one third the processing power when connected to a wall adapter. So they had actually made it so that the computer would need, the laptop would run better with the battery. And that's ridiculously stupid. That should be the, it should be in tandem and not dependent on the battery. I couldn't believe it. The design of devices. So basically, with the battery removed, it was half a computer in terms of function. The design of devices has gotten more and more disposable and stupid. And this uh, pro-battery uh, propaganda has me uh, feeling very urgent to tell you that batteries are bombs. Aren't you glad uh, you listened to this? You're like, wow, I've, uh, I clicked this link for things something on battery eliminators and I've gotten into nearly an hour of a guy talking about bombs and a uh, dislike for uh, Teddy Ruxpin or something. I can't follow it. So now though, your uh, patience will be rewarded because I'll tell you about battery eliminators or battery replacers. To review with, uh, I don't know if I've talked for an hour. Have I talked? It feels like I've been talking for a while. Oh my God, 30. Well, unedited right now, I'm at uh, 38 minutes. I'm, I'm sorry, I will try and edit that down to at least 37 minutes at this point. So a few years ago, battery eliminators were very expensive. And I'll talk about how cheap they are now. But to review, let's go back to what we started with, with our LED candle. Okay, so we have uh, removed the leak-prone C-cell batteries from the LED candle and grabbed two parallel battery adapter holders. And we have then filled each of those with four lithium AAA lithium batteries. That was redundant, but four AAA lithium batteries. Eventually, the AA batteries will die inside the LED candles. Okay, but we uh, have made those four lithium AAA batteries into a single C-size battery using a, uh, a parallel battery adapter holder. Okay, and we just put it into the LED candle and it works longer than a alkaline C battery and we don't need to worry about it melting. Because the last thing, and this is going to be a bad pun, but the last thing you want from an LED candle is for it to leak out or melt. Because the candles melt. Eventually though, the AAA batteries, the lithium ones, will die inside the LED candles and they might even uh, catch fire. So instead, it'd be far nicer to have them wired to just run off the home's electrical you know, circuit. <laughs> uh, you put a wall plug in the damn thing. And that's where battery eliminators come in. A few years ago, battery eliminators were very expensive. I went looking for them about three years ago, and a single replacement unit for one pack of four AAAs was 45 bucks. I don't know if I just was looking at them during a off period or what, but in short time, that number has come down very, very quickly. Uh, 
It's now, um, granted, $45 would pay for itself, actually, over the lifetime of the double A's, or the triple A's. But now you can get a brand like uh, uh, Leninc, it's L-E-N-I-N-K, on uh, Jeff Bezos's favorite website for about $12 for a single power adapter and two AAA batteries, or fake ones. And it'll be about 16 bucks for four AAA batteries and the uh, corresponding wall wart. So for our LED candle, actually you only need, depending on the kind of uh, LED candle you have, I only needed to get the one battery eliminator for two AAA batteries. And one of those batteries, I put in uh, one uh, of the, uh, <laughs> I can't even remember how to say them right now, uh, the parallel battery things. Um, oh my gosh, I'm losing it. Anyway, I, it, I only required, it, I was able to power the LED with two uh, replacement AAA batteries. And so you don't need to uh, get four. Uh, the reason being that each battery is going to provide that 1.5 volts on each side. So if it takes two C-size batteries, you just need to buy one. Uh, you just need to buy enough to put in each battery parallel holder. And that's two, not four. Uh, the other batteries are the dummy batteries. This becomes much more clear when it's visible and there is information with pictures in the Boing Boing post. But the dummy batteries are just there to keep the connection of power going through the device. And sometimes you don't need to use them at all. So it, 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 you need to have a certain amount of education or information on, on the voltage requirement for the uh, equipment that you're needing that is often indicated in a label on the back where you would put in the batteries. Uh, the batteries themselves are a really good clue. And I'll tell you, here's my uh, favorite use of a battery eliminator with parallel battery adapter holders. I have, a, I have an old Sony microphone mixer that I love, and you'll actually hear me do an entire episode with it during a storm back in episode 10. It runs off eight C-sized batteries. There was an original uh, DC power plug also for the uh, mixer, but there is uh, some... Uh, some component that's uh, messed up there and sound would hum horribly when you tried to connect it through the actual wall plug. So I kept it battery powered. I kept the lithiums inside um, the C-sized parallel battery adapter holder to keep it battery powered. So I used that to turn a bunch of AAA lithiums into a bunch of C-sized batteries. But that's still battery powered with the lithium. So Instead, I got a battery eliminator that had eight dummy batteries in it, and that allowed the Sony microphone mixer to be permanently wall-powered through the battery chamber. And it is totally silent with the battery chamber being used for powering by a wall plug now, too. And I love that. So, nice, 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 nice use. That made me love these things. Another, uh, another thing to consider with lithium is the high voltage inherent in them. I mean, lithium AA and AAA batteries might be marked 1.5 volt, but they might not be 1.5 volt. They might be more than that, and that can be a potential problem with boutique electronics or, or something that a single person has made. Even alkalines have fluctuating voltage. Uh, uh, a fresh alkaline might have as much as 1.6 volts out of the box. 
and lithium batteries can be even hotter, approaching 1.8 volt. Why I don't like rechargeables is because they are never really 1.5 volt. I think they average out to be about 1.3, 1.4. But in terms of the alkalines and the lithiums, let's talk about potential problems. Uh, last week I did the episode on I did an episode on the Nano Loop from Germany, the new hardware version of it, and I love the thing. And I want it around for years. Uh, the Nano Loop runs on batteries, though, which is a bit of a drag for me, particularly right now that I'm uh, housebound. And uh, the back of the device does have an interesting bit of markings around where the batteries go, though. It says 1.7 volt maximum. And in a way, this is saying alkalines only. So I wrote Oliver Wichow of Nanoloop and uh, asked him about sort of like the that 1.7 volt maximum rule and he wrote back saying that uh, voltages up to 3.6 volts are fine with peaks up to 3.8 but that 4, 4 volts or more will fry the chip and so 1.7 volts means the single battery so two of those would be 3.4 instead of three, which would come from a normal 1.7, 1.5 volt battery. Sorry about the, the math here, I'm sure this is not fun to, to listen to. But the point being, you want consistency with power going into something that is uh, nice like this and also sort of delicate. Uh, I don't want to have to worry about putting a battery in there that might be more than it can take. You know, So it's designed, I think, for rechargeable batteries and alkalines and that lithium might get too hot, might not. So if a, if a Nanoloop takes two AAA batteries, that's two 1.5 volt sources, or three volts total. And so a 1.7 volt battery would pair to be 3.4 volts. And what Oliver is hoping to prevent here with that labeling of 1.7 max is potentially that 1.7 volt labeled battery might actually be 1.8 volt out of the box or or heaven forbid two volts out of the box and then that gets pretty damn close to four volts and that'll fry the chip so that's why he's uh, trying to put in a number there at 1.7 i'm guessing because you always want sort of a threshold or a wind a ceiling of about 20 percent on maximums of power uh, voltage is essentially pressure exerted out of a power source, by the way. It's not uh, the power that is drawn uh, for the um, device. It's not, a device will draw power based on need, but voltage will push the electricity faster or slower in the, into the device, and that's sort of where the chip will get blown in that instance. It'll just take it in too quick. The pressure is too high. So different voltage batteries need to work within the threshold of the, of the device that work, they're powering. That required, uh, which I did succeed, there's pictures, you'll see it, I love it, and that required finding a good battery eliminator. After a uh, little bit of looking around, I settled on the Leninc one on the Jeff Bezos uh, uh, tribute site, and it doesn't, though, send out a straight three volts for two AAA batteries. It sends 3.3 volts, and that was sort of why I wrote Oliver and asked him about the voltages, and he said that um, that's why he wrote saying that up to 3.6 or 3.8 would be okay. So the battery eliminator arrived and I metered it at home um, and I found it to actually be a little bit above 3.3. But 
consistently. That's one thing nice about plugging it in to the wall is that it's not a battery, it's going to just consistently be at that voltage. That's a nice thing about AC powers or wall warts or whatever. So this should be a consistent number and not fluctuating like a battery. And it's far more predictable than a lithium. And I've, uh, I've been burning what they call, what they call burning in the device. I've been having the nano loop just plugged in and operating for uh, over a week now. And it's working fine, no chips are being fried. So I can be presently very confident that the nano loop, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I actually don't know if this will kill the nano loop over time. So don't uh, run and get one of these things and then kill your nano loop. But I really would say 95% chance that it's perfectly good, that it's been running um, well within the threshold needed. And so uh, see the boing boing post for some pictures on the final wired version of the nano loop, which I'm very pleased with. Uh, particularly because uh, I don't know if I told you, but batteries are not only bombs, but they're also timers. They prevent you from casually enjoying something. I've lost count of how many times a device has had a dead battery that I've forgotten about, or pressing play on a CD player again. That's a, a memory I have, you know. You just press play and nothing happens because the battery went out, that sort of thing. And I wanted the Nano Loop to be on uh, more consistently, you know, and maybe even uh, during a whole day of something and not have to worry about changing out batteries. So it's wired now and far more approachable for that. And the power switch on the device will be used less too, as I can, it'll never be used. It's just permanently on and I can use a power strip to turn it on and off, which is far more sturdy. And you can go to any uh, hardware store and actually get just a tiny little wall uh, adapters that have a switch on for a single plug. Those are great uses. Uh, and I did that with a nano loop, so now it has a switch connected to a wall plug connected to a nano loop. Very sturdy. Uh, so here's a few considerations with battery eliminators. They are new, relatively, you know. Uh, any use of them on battery gear considers some possible mess, possibly in the future. I don't know if the plug or the wall wart will fail, for example. I don't know if that failing will mean that it pushes a lot more voltage into the device. I doubt it. Uh, in that way, I don't know if they themselves will become bombs in their own right. Though the technology on battery eliminators seems much more sensible. They're just power supplies with a battery-shaped output or a little gadget adapter there. You want to be sure to know the device uh, you're powering. Something like an LED candle is less delicate than something that has a chip inside, and so it probably can take on fluctuating power. Most uh, of this stuff on uh, the Jeff Bezos site um, or the, uh, the, the, uh, the auction site does have a lot of material or information there, but really trust users over what's stated and learn how to uh, meter things too. In, uh, in some cases, you'll need to change the output voltage of the battery eliminator itself. And for example, the, the Sony mixer I have takes the eight C size batteries, you know. Um, so quick, uh, so let's do the math. Quick question, how much voltage will eight C size batteries power? The answer is 12 volts. And uh, you can do that really quickly by just going uh, eight C-size batteries is four is eight, 1.5 or four, three. So three times four is 12. How many, how much will eight AAA-sized batteries power? 
That's a trick question. Both are, uh, that's 12 volts too. And the math is identical because both AAA batteries and C size batteries are both 1.5 volts per battery. The difference is it's just the amount of energy that goes into the, both. The point is, I'm leaning in here to let you know. The point is for the, uh, for the C size batteries to make the Sony mixer, I need something that outputs 12 volts. Nothing more, nothing less. And uh, that won't damage it. So, but let's say that it only took six volts and I put in something that was geared for 12 volts that I could damage it. The Lenink model that I used, the, uh, the battery eliminator mo model that I used, has a key on the back of the adapter that allows you to move uh, the wall work from three volts to five volts all the way up to 12. And that's awesome. So some of those models include that. And that can make it far more useful when you're stuck, when you're done powering uh, whatever you're done powering at 12 volts. You can go and just use a couple of those dummy, dummy batteries for the three volt version. Now, the one that I bought for the nano loop was marked 3.3 volts, as I said. And what was funny is I actually metered out the three volt labeled output on the, uh, the other one to the 3.3 uh, volt labeled one. Uh, so I had two adapters that I was testing and they both were pretty close. The 3.3 volt, of course, was more, but the three was about 3.2 and I think the 3.3 one was about 3.4. So trust and verify, uh, the more important gear might be for you, you know, the more you really want to work with that LED candle. Uh, finally, there is the 9-volt battery. A friend recently got a 1970s electronic football game, and he was really happy about it. Those things are really fun, and it was a childhood possession that he'd lost, and he was delighted to uh, get another one or buy another one as an adult. And I mentioned uh, in my uh, fussiness that he should get a uh, lithium battery for it. Because, you know, it'll, it'll, uh, battery, uh, it'll leak, I said. Uh, <laughs> nobody, uh, people love that guy. I get to be that guy. Hey, uh, you get a battery, a lithium battery? He was surprised that you can get lithium 9-volt batteries, and you can. And I have my Soma Quantum Motion, uh, my meditation device, running on one. And it's been a joy to not care about the battery consumption with it. The Somaquan Ocean is on a lithium 9-volt battery, and I have been using it every day for two months now, and it is uh, sturdy and strong. Alkaline 9 volts leak just as bad as any other alkaline. Why? Because all alkaline batteries are bombs. And yet I don't really like having 9-volt lithium batteries for something that is uh, pretty much just staying on my desktop or on my uh, end table or whatever. I like the weight of an alkaline of a. Uh, I like the weight of a nine volt battery inside something, but there are things called nine volt battery universal AC adapters, and they're online too. And they're basically wall plugs with the same snapping snee snapping sleeve with the same snapping sleeve. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. With the same snapping sleeve that you usually see with inside the nine volt battery compartment that you plug the uh, nine volt battery in, pop it in. And I haven't tried the 9-volt battery AC adapters, but they seem to work really well. Uh, just be sure about the polarity connections, um, although it's pretty, uh, it, it makes, uh, you know, just be sure to put the positive with the positive and the negative with the negative. The 9-volt battery universal AC adapters seem like a great way to keep 9-volt uh, gear from becoming the victim of battery bombings. 
Man, I hate batteries, alkaline batteries especially. Fun uses for uh, battery uh, eliminators is in remote controls. I never lose a remote that's in my room now as it's tethered onto a cable <laughs> inside. Coming out of the battery compartment is the uh, is is a cable connected to a uh, wall ward, uh, connected to a power a surge protector. I never lose that remote ever because it's literally on a on a, on a string. You will uh, need to investigate different ways to perhaps connect gear that wasn't designed to have a cable running out of it. For example, with the Sony microphone mixer, I had to uh, move a small panel on the top to let the cable connected to the batteries out of the device because uh, it had kind of a weather tight dial that would uh, that screwed in and so you couldn't really put uh, a cable through that so uh, I'll, I'll post a picture of that on the boing boing uh, piece as well so you can see just a consideration with uh, making your battery powered gear wired uh, you're going to want to consider either drilling a hole in something or you're going to have to modify it in some way although the cables sometimes fit really easily over the battery panel itself too, so you, your mileage will vary with that. So that is my discussion. <laughs> uh, I, that is my discussion on battery eliminators and related accessories. I hope you find it all very energizing and not draining. <laughs> Those are two battery jokes. Uh, we'll conclude this episode with two installments of Charlie Pickle and have a very good week. You've been listening to Spoken Word with Electronics, and I hate batteries. But I care about every single person that listens to this show, so thank you very much. I, I care about everyone who uh, doesn't listen to this show. I care about everybody, as long as your name isn't Alkaline Battery. Take care. Thank you. And here's uh, Charlie Pickle. We got First, uh, we've got... Um, let's see the titles. We got the titles here. I can't even remember the titles. I've been talking. Well, you got the Tremont Family Trust coming right up, and then you'll uh, have a little moment with Charlie. So take care, and have a really good week. Thank you. <laughs>